Morning Drive, Friday edition, ESPN 1025 The Game. Nick Kale out for the day, taking care of some sick kiddos there. Derek, Derek Mason, I can't, why did I do that? Braden Gall, Munson producing. Dark. Back there. Sorry about that, man. My, my apologies. Dark. Roll damn tide. Um, Titans and Buccaneers, final thoughts as we, as we kind of enter the final hour of the show this week. We, we'll get to some college football around the country uh, and we'll get to our pigskin pickings, of course, coming up in about 30 minutes. Big finish a little bit later on this hour. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning hosts the Preds tomorrow night, 6 o'clock puck drop. So uh, they've had a weird Saturday schedule, mm-hmm. and they just have been bad on Saturday. So we'll see what they look like tomorrow against a much better team than Minnesota following the 4 nothing win last night. Matthew Shane did leave the um, did leave the game with a lower body injury, I believe the Preds reported, and did not return. Um, but Tampa Bay comes to town. Titans are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They have not been good when they have been favored. Jeffrey Simmons is going to play a few more snaps. you got Ryan Tannehill in game number two. I, I am curious. We ask this question every week, Derek, and we'll take uh-huh. your calls on this if you guys want to get in, 737-1025. I, I'm curious always about what the building looks like and what uh-huh. the crowd looks like. I know you. There should be thousands of more people there. Absolutely. Because you... We'll be, be doing the twelfth man along with Chris Johnson. I can't leave him out. Have you guys two K? Have you guys talked about what's what it's going to look like and how no, it's going to? We have. Do you guys think you should plan a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, a friend of mine asked me. Um, okay, it's two people. Who's going to throw down a sword? Are y'all going to walk out holding? Can you hands? hold hands? <laughs> yes. I think you guys should hold hands and skip. You should just like skip out with to the store sword and I am. <laughs> just skip out holding hands to midfield. No, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be terrific because I know all Titan fans are going to show up and show out and make a lot of noise. Not just because yours truly will be there, um, but because. The Titans have another opportunity to win a ball game and to win two in a row and to get to 500. So there you go. I, I think there's reason for excitement, um, at least cautious excitement, cautious optimism. I think people are, are thinking, all right, we got a good showing out of Ryan Tannehill. Um, let's see what this looks like. The defense for Tampa Bay is not particularly good, so you can expect the, the receivers to make plays. Mm-hmm. I had a low-key just super secret move last year, last week in fantasy. Grabbed Corey Davis at like eleven fifty, uh-huh. plugged him into the lineup. I'd like to say that's what helped me in my morning drive fantasy league get a mm-hmm. W. Corey Davis, thank you. Got you in the lineup again this week, baby. Those receivers are going to get some play. Of course, they they will. Um, that secondary is not good. Um, the weakest part of the team right now, um, but their front seven is really good. So. It's going. It's. It's. I would. Love, I can't wait to see how Arthur Smith choose to attack um, that defense. Will he um, try to run the football to set up the pass, or will he immediately go into pass mode? Um, it'll be interesting to see. But I think it'll be a lot of slants, hitches, nine-stop, quick in routes. Get the ball in these guys' hands very quickly because. As we have seen, when they are, when they do get the ball in their hands, Janu, um, Delaney, Corey, uh, AJ, these guys break tackles and they get yards. At, they get yards after the catch. Um, so it would behoove them to do the same thing: give give it to them early and let those guys break tackles and get to feel, get up to field. I, listen, this this Tampa Bay defense is not special in the back seven, but that front line, the defensive line, is pretty salty, and I'm concerned about the middle of the Titans' offensive line. Saffold Jones and Nate Davis, who did practice yesterday, 
as well as Jack Conklin. So it looks like the starting offensive line will be intact. Um, that being said, in Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, uh, former first round pick, those guys are sitting there in the middle, eating up a lot of space. And I have concerns about the, the three of them holding up against those two in pass protection. Now, I, I'm more comfortable with Roger Saffold or Big Raj. Um, <laughs> Big Raj. I'm, more, I'm more comfortable with them attacking with Derrick Henry mm-hmm. um, downhill. But you know they're going to have to throw the football because the running, like, what you can't be in, and again, this is, I know you guys are going to say, oh, quit defending Marcus. Marcus was in third and nine, third and ten, third and twelve a lot this year mm-hmm. because they were not running the football well on first and second down. Um, and, and so if they're sitting in third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, that's not a recipe for success, whether it's Ryan Tannehill or whoever playing quarterback. No, you can't. You got to be sort of, you got to be ahead of the sticks. You have to, it has to be third and three. Third and six or less is you put yourself in a situation now where the playbook is infinite. You can do whatever you want to. But when you start to get into that third and seven, eight plus, that's where, you know, defenses tend to, you know, tee off on you. Because now you, you there's there's only you can't really truly run the ball. Um, you can throw a screenplay. Um, but it makes it harder for you to get the first down when it's yep. you know third and seven plus. Uh, we'll chime. We'll talk about the trade deadline here in just a second. The impact the game could have on the deadline and John Robinson's decision. Uh, Maul wants to chime in though. Maul, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? I want to say the Titans will win this game. They will cover, and they will win due to the fifty-three, not the coach. Mm. Quarterbacking is way better than the coaching. Now that we have Tannehill in, we traded in uppercase malarkey for lowercase malarkey, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I, I, yeah. I follow you, Mo. Um, you know what? I mean, the the jury is still out on whether um, whether um, Vrabel can be the guy long term. And that it, means winning a Super yeah, Bowl. Winning a, yeah, winning the a Super Bowl. Is to win can a Super Bowl? he be a guy to win a Super Bowl? Listen, he... He's done some things that, that were hair scratchers, but then also he's done some things that makes us believe that he is the coach for this for this organization. Um, they overachieved last year. Yeah. F- facing the adversity and injuries they did, they, they overachieved last year. And he year. kept that team together. Yeah, but uh, this year, that, questionable coaching that. decisions almost every game. Yeah, um, but that's why when I asked TD um, the question of um, – um, you know what? What would it mean for Vrabel if he lose this game? And you know, it's a it's a question that you know that needs to be answered. Like, okay, you 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 win last week, you know, against a Charger team that's that's beat up a little bit, but that's still they still got Phillip Rivers. You had a great goal line stand. The offense played better. Deep offensive line played better. I mean, let's call it. You shouldn't have won the game. Yeah, let's call it what it exactly. is. Exactly. You got lucky to win the game. Okay, yeah, but you won it. How do you come back now again at home? How do you can you put two of them together at home? If you do great, then we can continue. But if you don't, then the questions will continue to continue to come up. Why are you as a head coach and why is your team so inconsistent? Are you win the games that, you know, New England, Philadelphia, games like that this year, the Chargers. Right. You win games like that, but then you lose the teams you, you are better then. Yeah. I, I think his answer is fair because 
you know, I expect Ryan Tannehill to play uh, not not as good as last week, but but close. I, I want to see it to be as close. I, I expect this team. This is a game you have to win if you want to be taken seriously in the AFC. If you if you can get back to four and four, you should be completely rejuvenated mm-hmm. um, with the change at quarterback and and with the schedule being what it is over the next few weeks. Carolina gets a lot tougher. Um, we we said this is the area of the schedule that you needed to pile upon wins upon wins upon wins, and you know they they didn't start out that way. But if they can pick up two in a row. If you lose this game, it does speak to the coach and the coaching staff a little bit because this is one where you're at home and you should win. I know, you know, Winston can go off, but aren't you just trusting Dean Pease to handle that at this stage? Yeah. I mean, I just, like, like, I know Mike Evans is good. I know Godwin's a good player. Winston can be good. He also will make a ton of mistakes, and I trust Dean Pease to handle that matchup. And listen, if Dean Pease gets beaten and that defense gets beaten because Jameis Winston just makes a couple of great throws, I, I don't... That doesn't change my opinion of Dean Pease. Mm-hmm. The offense, though, is still a large question. Whether it's the quarterback, the offensive line, the running game, the coordinator, they're all still fair questions to ask of this team. And this is one of those where you need to show us again that it wasn't just a one-time thing. Because anybody can go out and have a great game. All you guys that are like, oh, we've got a great quarterback now, Ryan Tannehill. Anybody can go out and have one great game. Tannehill's done it. Case Keenum had a great season for Minnesota. Look at Case Keenum. He's not very good. So anybody can have a good game. Can you string them together? Mm-hmm. Can you be consistent and do it you know, game after game after game and get yourself in a position to, to compete for a playoff spot in the final six months, six weeks of the season? That's where you got to be at right now, and it starts on Sunday. Yeah, it does. With Derek Mason slamming that sword down into the ground. Absolutely. That's, that's truly where it starts, with me walking out of that tunnel <laughs> what are you as the 12th man. What are you going to wear? i got to wear a Titan jersey, 12-man jersey. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah Twelve man jersey. So, that, what kind of pants? Uh, you gonna go with pleated khakis? Mm, I'm wear uh, bell bottoms and platforms. Awesome! That'd be so good. Awesome! Be like Amanda Shires up there. Exactly. That's uh, so awesome. All right, we'll take a look at the college football slate. Tennessee. What is? What do the Volunteers have to do to get a win at home as an underdog? Are we both picking the Titans? Everybody picking the Titans this weekend? I'm not making official predictions, but I think the Titans play yeah, well. Yeah, I'm picking the Titans to win. I'm picking the Titans. There you go. Official predictions there from, from Morning Drive. College football when we come back right here on Morning Drive. Not a one-hit wonder. I'm just saying. Welcome back to the show. Morning Drive. Derek Mason, Braden Gall, Nick Kale out today. We'll be back on Monday with all of his Tamarhan takes, months in producing. Uh, again, Twitter poll question today uh, at Braden Gall. Who is getting married first? Jared Stillman or Chase McCabe? Man, and still, I mean, uh, McCabe is lead. 79% chaser. Man. Chaser. Nobody believes in Stillman. I think Stillman, <laughs> I, I think still, I, if I was gambling, mm-hmm. and Chase is the favorite, right, at like mm-hmm. minus 130 or whatever, yeah. and, and Stillman's like plus 200, I would take the plus 200. Yeah. I think Stillman, trying to will, win some money, I think yeah. Stillman will weasel his way into a marriage before Chase does. <laughs> um, that's mean-spirited also. Oh, man. Um, all right. Tennessee Volunteers host South Carolina, four-point underdog. Mm-hmm. It looks like Jarrett Garantano is going to start, but also JT Shroud will play. That's the second and third string quarterbacks for them. Brian Maurer looks like he's out. Um, I, listen, South Carolina's defensive line is salty. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, they played very, very well against Georgia, and they played pretty well against Florida until the fourth quarter. Got a couple of bad calls there. Tennessee's offensive line is better. I don't know if they're going to find any room to operate against that particular front line. I, mm-hmm. I, I think Javon Kinlaw is a first-round pick. I, I just think I, I, I want to believe in Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee, and I want to believe in the growth that they've shown. Mm-hmm. They are 0-7 all-time against Will Muschamp. Something has to give. 
Yeah. Um, and if Tennessee wants to keep their bowl game hopes alive, I think they have to have this game. Um, yes, you can be encouraged that, you know, the way they played against Alabama uh, to a point where they could have been down only one score and that maybe that could have changed the dynamics of the game. Um, you know, being down one score. Um, and whether you know, I, I understand Alabama fans or even some UT fans will say, well, Tua wasn't playing. That's why I was so close. But I think they still play well. Um, and hopefully that can carry over to this South Carolina game. And again, if they can pick up this game, I think it does a lot for the psyche of the team. Um, I think it does a lot for for um, Jeremy Pruitt uh, moving forward, not just this season. I think for recruiting, too. Think um, about if this game was in South Carolina, they would be a 10-point favorite. Yeah, you're right. Right? Because isn't yeah. three points? It's a six-point swing, right, mm-hmm. if this game moves? Three points for home field advantage. That means they're a seven-point favorite on a neutral field. Yeah. South Carolina would be. That, that's pretty – Do you th- okay. Vegas has given a lot of love to South Carolina Okay, do you think if, if – and our boy Lee Sterling took took South Carolina land the points earlier. If Garantano wasn't starting, it's Ma- it's Mauer. You're saying yes, Mauer. Do you think it's? I don't think do it's about think the quarterback. I don't think it's about the quarterback. I, I, to me, it's not about the quarterback. It's about uh-huh. the line of scrimmage. And if they can run the ball like they did against Bama last week, mm-hmm. and here's what's really crazy: you could argue South Carolina's defensive line is in much better shape than Alabama's. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of freshmen. Um, Alabama's more talented, deeper, all that stuff. But but that that starting four for South Carolina is pretty damn good. So I, I, I am concerned that the offensive line doesn't give time to the quarterback. I'm concerned it looks like a game from last year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm concerned about, is that the, de- that the the South Carolina defensive line is just wreaking havoc the entire game. That's what I'd be concerned about. And, and Jeremy Pruitt's defense was better against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Helinski and Brian Edwards, they've connected on big plays every first quarter the last couple of weeks. They... they you know they put up points on a Florida defense last week yeah. in the rain. I, I just, I, 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 I like South Carolina. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good I feeling. Mean, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a good I, feeling about this one for Tennessee. Fans. I think South Carolina wins, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if UT yeah. did win that game at home, um, based upon how they played last week up until a point. Um, so, but I mean, let's get outside of the the SEC quickly. Um, because there are several games that I think ultimately will have an impact um, later, um, really starting next month when the committee comes in. One game is that Notre Dame and in, in, in Michigan game. Uh, Michigan still has Ohio State left in their schedule. Um, but Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is in a position where, yes, is okay, if they win this Michigan game, Ooh. if – is the loss to Georgia looking better or worse for them? Because Georgia Georgia loses to right, South Carolina. It, it looks worse, but I don't really think. Like to me, I'm not taking that into account. Like I uh-huh. think it's a. I think it was two really good teams that played a really good game. It was a conservative game plan for both of them. Georgia's defense played really well. I, I think that that the, the issue with with Notre Dame is if they are fighting with Georgia for a playoff spot, they lose it. You can't you can't make the case for them to be in there ahead of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you played head to head and you got beat. I know it was close. It really wasn't a one score game. Georgia was up like twenty three ten, like with five minutes to go in the game. Um, the defense played great. I, that that is a concern. Now Michigan. Here is the other thing mm-hmm. about Michigan. There, everyone 
the common perception of Jim Harbaugh is that he just sucks. Like, right? It's like this this stillmanification of Jim John Harbaugh, right? Jim mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Just oh, Michigan sucks. Jim Harbaugh sucks. The casual football fan just thinks Michigan sucks. They're overrated. Mm-hmm. Well, Vegas has this game as basically a pick'em, and so you've got a top ten Notre Dame team on the road against Michigan, and Vegas is telling you eh, they're pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. They all, they came back and Shea Patterson threw the football into a dude's hands. He dropped it in the end zone and dropped it. This, to me, is about Shea Patterson. I want to see Shea Patterson develop into a star. If he develops into a star, which he has not yet done, then Michigan wins the football game, and I like Michigan. But if Shea Patterson just kind of plays mediocre football the way we've seen him play for much of his career and not live up to the recruiting hype or you know, even the preseason hype, then, then Notre Dame's going to go in there and win. Because we know Notre Dame has got, got dudes. Yeah, we, we know Ian Book and Claypool and Komet, the tight end, and they got good running backs, good offensive line. Brian Kelly's system is good. You know, Notre Dame should win the game. I just think Michigan's going to play well. They, they got their back against the wall right now. What about your boys? Penn Sparty. State Penn State at Michigan State, only a six-point spread. Um, Penn State has sort of, what, they scored 17 against Iowa, mm-hmm. 18 against, Penn, against uh, Pittsburgh, and 28 last week against Michigan. Those are their three. Like, they're playing one-score games. Uh-huh. They're not as good necessarily. They haven't been as dominant. Yeah, Michigan State's I, just a total Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, Michigan State, you don't know which team you're going to get. Um, they got them in East Lansing, which is a good thing. Uh, I think Michigan State wins this game. Ooh, I think it spoils. I think it spoils Penn State's um, uh, run um, to get in the playoffs um, because if they lose to Michigan State, but then they would have to come back and um, you know win the remainders of their game. And if you lose this game. I don't see I don't see anybody honestly I don't see anyone beating no state in the Big Ten. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. yeah, and I know they got a tough game this week with with Wisconsin, but they're still what, a fourteen point yeah, favorite? We'll, we'll get to that one in a second. Yeah. But in a in a shocking turn of events, Derek Mason has picked Michigan State to win the game. <laughs> um I'm fascinated by the Ohio State game mm-hmm. because Wisconsin loses to Illinois last week in, in the second largest upset in Big Ten history, thirty and a half point favorite. They mm-hmm. lost to Illinois. Was that a true look-ahead, letdown, trap game, whatever cliche you want to use, and they're actually going to go back to playing the way we've seen them play all year? I think Ohio State boat races them. I, I think Ohio State's defensive line shuts down Jonathan Taylor. I think Ohio State, I think the line is too small. I think mm-hmm. it should be 17 or 18 points. I like Ohio State laying the points. This was the game. This is the game that I was looking at for Wisconsin. Um I, Clearly, Wisconsin yeah, was looking exactly. at this game. Clearly, Wisconsin was doing the same thing. But I was looking at this game as a, okay, this will be the determining factor on whether Wisconsin um, play themselves into the playoffs or out of the playoffs. Now. Yeah, it's already been taken to, care yeah, of. Yeah, now it's already been taken care of. I think Ohio State, the way they've been playing, I got them as the number one team in the country. Um, and You can make a really easy case for that. They they what they've been doing offensively and defensively um, is is remarkable um, considering where they were last year on defense. Um, this team was giving up boatloads of points on defense, and they've basically done a one eighty. Um, and their offense has always been you know an, an offense that can score points yeah. in bunches. Um, I don't think I think Wisconsin loses this game by twenty one points. I, I think they yep, I both agree. race Wisconsin. Um, you know what's weird about these teams, like, and this is I think I think it's a good thing for this season in college football. It, you know, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. Let's go with those three because mm-hmm. I think there's more questions in the SEC because you can look at LSU, Bama, Georgia, mm-hmm. Auburn, Florida, and they're all closer together maybe than we anticipated. 
But in and I know Penn State's still lingering, but mm-hmm. when I look at Ohio State and I look at Clemson and I look at Oklahoma, the only questions I have about those teams are related to the playoff. Like, yeah. like I don't have a question about Ohio State in the Big Ten race. The question I have about Ohio State is what does Ryan Day do in preparation for a championship caliber playoff game? Because we've never seen Ryan Day in that coaching situation before. Mm-hmm. My question about Oklahoma isn't about do they have a good enough defense to win the Big 12. It's do they have a good enough defense to beat LSU or Oklahoma or Clemson or Ohio State in a playoff game because they have mm-hmm. not proven that yet. Clemson. I don't have any questions about Clemson in the ACC. What I have a question about with Clemson is, is Trevor Lawrence pressing against bad competition in the ACC or is he going to press in a playoff game against Alabama? Right. Like So all my questions about some of these elite-level teams – are almost entirely directed towards the playoff and, and games that may come down the road, not kind of the current games, if that makes sense. Um, like Alabama, LSU, Georgia, we can make arguments about yeah, regular season stuff. Yeah, right. because that, that conference is so tough. Uh, you know, you got LSU, um, they got a tough one this week against Auburn, or you could say Auburn got, has a tough one with LSU. Um, Alabama's tough ones don't come up until they play LSU in two weeks. Um, but then they got Auburn at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Georgia still has a tough game here. Um, so when you talk about the SEC, it's in conference thing. Well, Oklahoma. Um, I mean, they've already Clemson, beat Texas. Yeah, Oklahoma, Clemson. Um, who else would be a team? Now, Ohio, like, Ohio State. Like Ohio State's still got to play Penn State. They got to play Wisconsin this week. But like they play them both at home. Yeah, I know they got to play at Michigan. But like, I think they no one's race. Pick, no one's picking Michigan to win that game. I, I don't think right now. I don't think the only the only hesitancy I have about Ohio State is like you said once they get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I don't think no one right now can compete with Ohio State in the Big Ten. I just don't. No one's competed with Ohio State in the Big Ten for 50 Fourth, years. Yeah, you're right. But I'm saying as far as, you know, they're looking at the marquee matchup, right. them against Michigan. Right. No, I think they're going to boat race Michigan. Them against what? No, they're going to boat race Wisconsin. Yeah. Them against whoever in the Big Ten championship, no, they're going to boat race them too. Minnesota. Exactly. It's going to be Minnesota. <laughs> they're going to boat race them too. So, Minnesota's going to be 8 0, by the way, after this week. I don't see. Anybody care? No, not really. Roll the boat, <laughs> roll the boat. Uh, Fleck. Um, I don't see anyone yeah, competing until competing with those things, Clemson, Ohio State, until they get in the playoff. Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma might, just might, because they're going to have to play Texas again. Probably, yeah. In the um, Big 12 um, championship game. Although, so, although Baylor's undefeated and Oklahoma has to play at Baylor uh, late in the year. Nah, so I think Oklahoma's going to bowl race. I mean, I'm with too. you. I'm with you, dude. Uh, here's, the, here's the other two teams to keep an eye on. They both have decent games this weekend but should win. Utah and Oregon are both mm-hmm. top 10 caliber teams. They still have one loss. They're on a collision course in the Pac-12 title game. Oregon hosts Washington State this weekend. Um, Utah's got a tough game. Keep an eye on those two as well. They're not nearly as bad as people think. They're, those are both really good football teams. So they're still they're still eight or ten or twelve contenders for the playoff spots. So we still got a lot of work left to do in the college football world. We'll get you our pigskin picks when we come back. In fact, we may have a guest picker join mm. join the show. Yeah, somebody just Ooh. stumbled somebody just stumbled into the studio. We may have a guest picker join us on Pigskin Pick'em just to uh, rehash some previous content on the show, as well oh, as relive like some memories in the past. Well, Absolutely. Derek Bass and Braden Gall, Morning Drive. We'll Let's be right back. Big Skin Pick'em. Starts now. For entertainment purposes only. Bumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Here we go. That goes double for you knuckleheads. Yeah, you know who you are. Let's go now. Let's go now. 
Welcome back to the show. This is our time to randomly make picks against the spread on Morning Drive. Derek Mason, Braden Gall. Derek Mason, you went, according to my, my paper or my, my, my digital readout here, mm-hmm. you actually went 5-0 and last week. <laughs> yeah, baby, Nick Saban is back. The Saban at his joint. No, no, no. The Belichick at his joint. Oh, yeah, you took the over on the 47 for Michigan, Penn State. and they Absolutely. It was over under 47. They scored 48. Yes. The 49. Yes. All right, so you are now 22 and 13. You have been on a tear the last couple of weeks. Started off slow. Nick went 1 and 3 on the year. He is now 22 and 27. I went 2 and 2 last week, so I'm holding steady at 18 and 19, which is a vast improvement on last year. Yeah, yeah. So because Nikhil is not here, we have asked former Morning Drive producer and current host of his very own talk show after we set him loose into the world. Yeah, we and He blossomed him. and he grew. Also, we're going to discuss his dating life in a second. World. Oh, boy. One Chase McCabe. World. Hello, gentlemen. Chase. So you can either save or destroy Nick Kale's picks here. Yeah. He doesn't, well, know, he doesn't know we've given you the freedom to no, do this. No, I told him I'm picking for him, and he said pick high school lines. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Derek, you are 22 and 13 on the year. You are first up, as usual, because you're in the lead, my friend. Thank What you got for us? Y'all know, y'all know how I do this, okay? Yeah, randomly. Yeah, it's just so random. Sometimes um, that works. It, yeah, sometimes two years it does around. work. Uh, but you know what? I am going sometimes to that go... works in picks and dating. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> you know what? Damn both of y'all. Okay, <laughs> I am going to go with some real games here, fellas. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go with some real games. So here. Eastern Michigan versus Central Michigan. No. Oh, okay. UConn, UMass. Yeah, that ain't a real game. That's the worst game in the history of college football. Over under 62 points. 62. I am taking the under. <laughs> Good. That, I'm taking the might, under on that There might one. be fewer than 62 fans at that game. Yeah, you might be You might be right on that one. All right. Army, San Jose State. Troops. 53 and a half is the over under. Okay. Hmm, I'm taking the over on that one. <laughs> All right. Y'all got me, people? I got you. All right. UCF Temple. Ooh, good game. Over under 60 points, man. I think we're going to get a the Temple Isles, man. I'm scared of this one. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I'm going to take the I think UCF is going to score the bulk of the points. Why are you scared about that? Uh, I don't know why I'm scared of that. Yeah. I just said it. It made it sound good, didn't it? <laughs> I'm scared of that one, man. I'm scared yeah, of that one. I think so. <laughs> All right. We got uh, San Diego State, UNLV. I've seen UNLV. I've seen UNLV one time. And that was here. And they put up, what, 30-some points? Better than Missouri can uh, do. Yeah, you're right about that. I am taking the over on this one. What's the number? 45. 45 is the over-under. Okay. I'm taking the okay. over on this one. All right. All right. Now, I because you said those were not really real games, I am going to give you UCF a— UCF Temple's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to give you like a real game here. Okay. All right. Penn State— Ooh. Michigan State. The number is really low. It's 44 points. Yeah. The music is perfect. For yeah, this, they're playing in East Lansing. Never know what the weather is. That, I should have checked the weather. That point before. spread continues to come down. Opened yeah. it like six and a half. Now it's down to five and a half. Vegas, I Vegas thinking, knows something. Because even 20, 22, man, I am going the, oh, I'm going the under on this one. Okay. 
I'm going the under, under 44 Penn State points. has not been uh, that explosive and dominant. I say 17-20. Normally you put the higher number first. Well, 2017, yeah. Go. I think that's that would be the score. 2017. You got any more, or is that the five you want? Uh, that's the five I want. All right. I'm in second place, so I'll give you a couple here. I will take Navy minus three and a half against Willie Fritz and Tulane. I think Navy's m- one of the most mm. undervalued commodities in the gambling world right now. Hmm. Is that right, Chase? Is that how I should say it? Sure. They are undervalued by the market currently. LSU. That's so, a- so am I. Exactly. <laughs> which, which market? Um, exactly. I, LSU. I'll, this is a real football game here. LSU minus 10.5 at home against Auburn. I, I don't see. Auburn has not beaten LSU in Baton Rouge since 1999, folks. Wow. So, yeah, there's, there's a nugget for you. Uh, LSU minus 10.5. Texas. This line, this is where Vegas. Chase, you can. I'm almost asking you this question at this point. T- Texas at TCU. This line opened up at TCU. Plus uh, minus one. TC was favored. Now it is Texas minus one, which means all the money's coming in on Texas. Mm-hmm. I like Texas minus one in this game. I think they're the better team. TC has been very uninspiring so far. Isn't that? Doesn't that? Am I reading that correctly? Yes. Yeah, you are. Okay. And, and I like Texas cool. too. All right. And I'm going to TCU. Gonna... Beautiful campus, by the way. It is very uh, lots of money. My lots uh, of money. My my aunt lives right like next to the football stadium like she actually charges 50 bucks a spot oh, nice. for cars to park in her yard and so i went and saw jared goff play his last college football game a bowl game is over that, at tcu a- stadium amon carter stadium yep something like that uh and i will take notre dame minus one just to try to get myself a win for michigan mm. notre dame minus one at michigan i think michigan's going to play really well which means of course notre dame's going to win so I'm going to hedge my bets with a pick. I Notre, Dame, Notre Dame wins. Notre Dame minus one. So there you go. All favorites, which of course is going to be wrong. Uh, Nick Kale. Um, hey guys, Philly Nick here. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it, luckily, I did some research on you know games because it's what I always do. I knew you had, and uh, you know for silly underdog picks, um, I'm going to take the Colorado Buffaloes to cover the twelve. Against USC, that game actually tonight. That's plus 12, right? Yep. Okay. Plus the 12. Uh, I think Northwestern stinks, so give me they're, Iowa. They're terrible. You so, get, Give me the number, Chase. 10, plus 10, or minus 10. Minus 10. Minus That's 10. Good. North, not Iowa minus 10. Yes, Iowa you're minus being, 10. You're, you're doing this in a very confusing way. I'm sorry. Is there something that I can do differently? or? Um, Just, yeah. Okay. Give me, uh, <laughs> give me Ohio State minus 14. And uh, I like that pick as well. Yeah, I heard your analysis on that. I thought that was very good. I think about twenty-one. I think. I think they're gonna. Yeah, I think they get killed too. Uh, I would also. Sorry, Dad. I would also (laughs) like to take Western Kentucky plus five at Marshall. Quietly doing some decent work. Yes, they are. That new coaching staff, five and two on the year. Tyson Helton, baby, and they're a five-point dog on the road. I I like that one. Uh, Give me my Blue Raiders plus two and a half at home against FIU. Okay. The Blue Raiders, not the Oakland Yeah, you're Raiders. really trying to either help or destroy Nick's record here. I am. Uh, I would also like Texas minus one. Oh, okay. I feel better now. Uh, LSU minus the ten and a half. Good Lord, okay. This is too many already. And Syracuse plus ten, that's it. Syracuse, Syracuse plus, 10 plus ten against Florida State. Florida, Florida State. State sucks and Willie Taggart's getting fired. Yeah, Syracuse is 0-3 in the You know Syracuse is 0-3 in the ACC. Can I ask you a, like a legitimate college football sure, question? Sure, of course. Okay, because uh, I've been thinking about this. Er, everybody connects Urban Meyer to USC, but would Florida State not be attractive to him? Um, No, I don't think he, he would knows do the, that. Because he knows the state. 
I mean, that makes sense, but he knows every, he knows every state really. I, I I don't Florida State is a, is a weird school for football. They're not as committed to the football program as you would think a major power program should be, which is why Jimbo left. Um, financially, there's some weird disconnects in the administration and the in the academic side. And Tallahassee, let's just face it, is a strange place. Um, I like he's used to places that are fully committed. Ohio State, Florida. Right. USC will be fully committed and will give him complete autonomy. I don't know if that means he's going to be the head coach there. I joked about that when he was fight when he resigned or whatever. But well, other you're not than the that, only one that's probably right. Up. Exactly. So it's not like some revolutionary take or whatever. Um, but Florida, I don't think Tiger's getting fired because his buyout's too too big. That's the problem. With same thing with Pruitt. Like if Pruitt loses every game the rest of the year, he's still not getting fired because uh, the buyout's too big. I like good. Oh, that's a good question, Chaser. Thank well, you. Hey, that's what I try to bring to the show when I join. Thank you. I have missed you guys, um, by the way. We'll get your commentary on the poll question and the big finish when we come back. Okay. Morning Drive. We've had a big show. Big show. And now it's time for a big finish on Morning Drive. Well, 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 well. We've come to the end of the show, people. And hey, that's good. Yeah, and we're gonna get, we're gonna do this thing how we do it every day. The Big Finish, and The Big Finish is brought to you by Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. Reminder, ESPN 94.9 Game 2 is the official English radio home of the Nashville Soccer Club. Listen in Saturday night as Nashville SC takes on Charleston Battery at First Tennessee Park in the first round of the USL playoffs. Pre-game starts at 6.30, kickoff at 7, only on ESPN 94.9 Game 2, powered by your Middle Tennessee Toyota dealers. Another beer game for the Nashville Predators. Welcome to the show, Friday edition, Morning Drive. My name is uh, Brayden Gall, and his name is Derek Mason. Munson, one name Munson, is in the back <laughs> producing... Listen, I know you probably hate that that's the one name you're going to get, even though it is your last name, so you should be proud of that. Like, no, I, don't, I don't really care. Like, I hate, I hate my last name. I, I hate Gall. Like, as a last name, I hate it. Um, but you are going to probably end up being a one-name producer, which makes you one of the great producers of all yeah. time, um, even if even if Munson is not exactly the sexiest one name. Yeah, it's, not. it's not like Cher or, you know, <laughs> Pac. You can make it sexy. Munson. <laughs> Munson. 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 Pekka saved their bacon in the first period, though. And if that's not Minnesota, that's the difference, right? Like, if that's if that's one of the better teams in the NHL, maybe you're down 2 nothing again going yeah. into the second period. So, Peter Laviolette and his coaching staff knows they've got to be better on the defensive end of the ice. They're giving up too many high-danger chances. That was, again, the case last night. And Pekka saved them in the first period. Now, we can always believe in this team to come back and score. Uh-huh. That, that's the beauty of this team. But... They, they they have, I guarantee you, in a 4 nothing win, Peter will still have something to show his team on tape and say, look, we, we've got to be better than this in the first period. Because if, that, if that's a really good team we're playing, it's probably not nothing-nothing going into the second period. This was a defensive team. And for so long with Trotsy, they defense first, defense first, and then the scoring took a back seat. And higher in lobby, it was, okay, we got to sort of get out of that mindset. we got to start scoring points. We have the defense. Now we got to find points. We got to find people that can score points. We got to put an offense in that's more so 21st century type of offense. Well, they've done that, and they've consistently done that over the last course of, of the last four or five years. Lobby's been here, but now it seems like the more and more they're picking up scoring, the further and further away they're getting away yeah. from their defense. 
am I not allowed to nope. enjoy watching individual players more than other players? Just because, not for any personal reason, but just like I just enjoy watching you that guy. You can, but you can't make it known. Yeah, I can't, I can't say, say that I yeah. love watching Jose Altuve play baseball. Yeah, you can't say yes. My favorite player, you know, when Vic, you have Arby on, he gonna say, "Go talk to him." I'm not your favorite his player. His name is Arby. Well, yeah, I can't call him Arby. Yeah, Arby just broke the rule, <laughs> yeah. man. Arby, you're right. I can't sit here and say, man, I really enjoy Colton Sisson's game professionally, objectively. I enjoy his game. I like the way he plays. You can say that, but you can't say he's your favorite player. He's he's one of my favorite players to watch. I can't uh, say that? No, uh uh. Just, that, so I, now enjoy so I need to put a dollar in the jar. I, yeah, I enjoy watching them all. I enjoy Some watching them all. Yeah. So now I'm you trying to help Colton, you out. Now Colton Scissors is going to be on every week of Smashville Live only because no other player is going to want to talk exactly. to you. <laughs> I love you, Joey. I love you, Joey. Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville joining us here. Since he's at home, it's an underdog against South Carolina, but I think the balls feel better about the way the line of scrimmage game has gone. And then to this game, I think it's a must. If Tennessee loses, it's not mathematically eliminated. It could go undefeated in November. Maybe that happens. But Tennessee has not won four straight football games since uh, its 11-game winning streak was snapped in 2011 by Texas A&M. And trying to win four games against teams that are at least quality opponents who are going to be plenty confident that they can beat Tennessee. The Missouri game on the road, I still think it's going to be really difficult. It's just a big ask for a team that would be 2-6 and six and would not have experienced much success recently to then go win four straight. Could the Alabama Crimson Tide beat Arkansas with Willie Donick at quarterback? Oh, I think it's a I think it's a completely meaningless conversation. <laughs> you guys know he's a two scholar, two sport athlete in the SEC. Forty eight years old. He's a lefty. You know, Tua lefty. But you gotta, the offense doesn't change you know, a whole lot when you insert Willie. I love Weird <laughs> Willie, but you got to understand the era that Weird oh, Willie grew up oh, in. Oh, Weird Willie. <laughs> he's not going to be a two scholarship athlete in this era. He's still in decent shape. Can't, I'm saying if look, he was if he was little weird Willie now <laughs> like he was then, sure. he'd just get a scholarship in one of the sports, I, baseball or basketball, whichever one. All I know is I can hand the ball up to Najee Harris and Brian Robinson 65 times. Teron Davenport joining us here from ESPN. I think the lay. I don't. I don't think he's going to see the field this week. Honestly, uh, he hasn't practiced. We haven't seen him in the locker room since since Sunday, right? And then in the locker room right at the facility, we haven't seen him since Friday. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with. We only played five snaps at, at Jano in line, and they'll do different things with that, and they'll mix Furster in. Right now, I don't know that they need to play Delaney. And then on top of that, you know, you talk the trade thing, and we have we did talk about that. Now, when you talk about trading a guy like like that, though, there's a lot of emotions involved, right? Mm-hmm. Fans, coaches, fellow players. I mean, they look at Delaney as, you know, he's a pillar of this franchise. Derek likes this song entirely too much. Welcome back to the show. I have no idea who that is. You, do you? Um, um, Cisco. 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 <laughs> Damn, dude. That's way too hot to be Cisco. Um, t- waiting on who Terry. Who like scandalous? <laughs> Who is likely to get married sooner, Chase McCabe or Jared Stillman? That, I asked you that question, and you yeah. just like sat there in dead silence. Yes, I paused. During the commercial it break. It actually made me pause. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Stillman. I think Chase gets married. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, Marquise? Yeah, yeah I, I think Chase. Jared's yeah. just... Uh... Jared I think I think that, that would happen. Yeah. At this stage, he yeah. will grow into... 
as he matures and gets yeah. older, gets into his 30s. I was not mature enough to get married until I was like 33. In fact, I think most men are not ready for marriage yeah. until they're at least right 30. That, yeah. At least 30. So I think he'll talk himself out of marriage. I think in the short term, yes. Mm-hmm. Which means that gives, I think, three to five years for Chase to get married to win the bet. Yeah. I would marry We're just gonna you, make but a bet you gotta pay him. what you owe. Yeah. <laughs> you pay what... All right, so an Illinois man was arrested yesterday for allegedly giving cops his fake name, but the only problem is this guy had his name tattooed on his neck. What if I got a face tattoo of my face? <laughs> face off. So it looks like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take the face off. You gotta set the bird loose, let him fly, man. I'm a pelican, let me fly. Oh, that's the big finish there. <clears throat> Brought to you by Nashville Soccer Club. Nashville SC. Huge game coming up tomorrow night. Cannot wait uh, for Tennessee Park for that yes. one. Of course, got Preds tomorrow night. 6 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game at 5 at Tampa. The, the, what's the what's the record in, on Saturday games? Like 1-10 or something like that? 1-11 in their last 12? Something weird. Really bizarre Saturday record. So we'll, we'll get to that. Poll question update. Derek Mason. Who will get married first? Jared Stillman or Chase McCabe? 83%. So far, it's a runaway, but please continue to vote on my Twitter account there, at Braden Gall. Chase McCabe with a commanding lead over Jared Stillman. So I heard your commentary on this, and I love that my dating life is is still content on this show well, long after I'm gone. Of course it is. Absolutely. It will, um, it will be until you get married. Exactly. Yeah, which, who knows when that is. Absolutely. You say, See, you said, while well, we were talking about this, that I have some flaws, and look, nobody's well, perfect, which is true. I'm yeah. very picky. So that you're very picky because I only want to do this once. Okay, I, I'm it. only doing it once. Yeah, um, my friend Amber also says the thought of marrying Jared is scarier than any haunted house. <laughs> wow, Amber. <laughs> On that note, we will send you off into the weekend. <sighs> Have a great, wonderful weekend. You got the Titans. You got the Vols. You got the Preds. You got Nashville SC for Munson for Derek Mason. My name's Bring All. Thanks for listening, everybody. Nick will be back on Monday. Bailey, DJ Nashville, have a safe weekend, and I love ya.